Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand-select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Happy New Year, and I wanted to record a special New Year episode of the podcast. Of course, this podcast is about changing lives. And a reality that I want to share right up front is that, truthfully, no one has the power to change anyone else's life. People can only change themselves. Now, the changing lives theme is appropriate because this podcast and, in a larger sense, the Cutco Vector Opportunity provide people with the tools to change their lives. Leaders and mentors that we might have provide us with the tools to change our lives. We get the ideas uh, the ways of thinking, the belief systems that can help us. We get the skills, setting goals, solving problems, building relationships. And we get the experience, uh, facing obstacles, building confidence, and being able to see our possibilities. These are all things that are provided to us uh, to help us change our lives. And once you have these tools, it's up to you to do what you want with the tools. Uh, I saw a friend of mine post something. Uh, her name is Dion Kenny, and she posted a great quote, which is, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. Whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. That is an awesome thought to consider as you begin the new year and you think about what are the things you want to choose. And if there's something you don't want to choose, well, then how are you going to make a change? in that area. The new year is a great time in the calendar. It's a time to reflect on the year gone by. Consider, you know, what were your wins for the previous year? What were your high points? Some of the memorable experiences you might have had? What were some of the key lessons of your year? It's also a time to look ahead and to decide what you want your new year to be like. What do you want to achieve in your work during the year ahead? What do you want to experience in your personal life? during the year ahead? What's most important to you in the year ahead? So many people make New Year's resolutions at the start of every new year. And the problem with those New Year's resolutions is that the spirit with which the resolutions are made typically does not survive beyond the first few challenges. As soon as some kind of roadblocks come up, those resolutions tend to go by the wayside. We really have to work on ourselves first and continue that effort constantly. A new year does not change you all of a sudden. Only you can change you. And I would want all you to consider why do you need the calendar as an excuse to change? Aren't you a good enough excuse? Aren't you worth having the life that you want, the business that you want, the relationships that you want, the inner peace and fulfillment that you want? Jim Rohn says life gets better by change, not by chance. He also says if you change, everything will change for you. Now, a new year 
is a calendar change, but a new you is a life change. And what I have for you in this uh, podcast today are a few changes that I would suggest you consider. And I'll call these changes because I don't think they're a part of the regular operating system for most people on a consistent basis. You might hear me describe these four things and say, well, I do that or I think that way. But give it a little more thought to consider, is it a part of your everyday operating system, the way of being that you have on a day-to-day regular basis? So here's change number one. Change number one is to understand that you are responsible for your own life. This pertains to your success. Of course, you are responsible. It's important not to wait for success to come to you, but to go after success. We've all heard the famous quote, you know, destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. It's not a thing to be waited for. It is a thing to be achieved. So are you going after the success that you want? Are you really striving to create big momentum toward that success in the early part of the year? But understanding you're responsible for your own life also pertains to your happiness. It's not someone else who will determine your level of happiness. It's important to have a paradigm of gratitude, right? To be grateful for all the good things we have around us. It's important to look for what's good around us. When you train your mind to focus on what's good and being happy on a regular basis, uh, it's a whole different way of living. It's a whole different way of experiencing the world than if you're constantly focused on what's not good and being negative. So important to avoid complaining, avoid letting others spark negative emotions in you. You know, I was at my daughter's kindergarten class one day and they were singing a song and the song said, who's in charge of me? I am. And I just thought that was a great message for these young kids to be receiving early on. Uh, that's a, a great reminder for all of us as well, right? That we're in charge of us. It's not someone else that will determine whether or not we're happy. And, and if you allow yourself to have negative emotions constantly sparked by all the little things that happen around you, then you're headed in a downward spiral. And it's very important to pull yourself out of that. So understanding you're responsible for your life pertains to your success, pertains to your happiness. Third, though, it also pertains to your skills, your skills. Take responsibility for your level of learning. There's a concept I often have shared that I call the life grades, the life grades. So when we're six years old, we're in first grade, right? And most people complete 12th grade at age 18 or maybe 17. And if you went to college for four years, maybe you might consider that 16th grade. And so a lot of people listening to this have probably finished 16 grades uh, in their formal education. But what about after that? What about after your formal education? Are you continuing to advance in your life grades? And at what rate are you continuing to advance? Are you advancing at one grade per year? Are you advancing slower, faster? If there's anything that you want to do, there are skills which must be mastered. And so think about what are the key skills to master in your work? Right. For many people listening to this podcast, I would suggest that leadership is a key skill to master. Influence is a key skill to master. Connection, communication, goal setting, planning, vision. These are all key skills to master to be good at whatever you do. What about for your personal goals? 
Well, just on this podcast, we've had people like John Israel who have taught us about mastering gratitude as an important way of living on a daily basis. Larry Manley taught us how to see people for who they can be. Kate Vassy taught us about leading from the heart. Brad Britton teaches about how to master generosity. Jackie Stavros taught us about having quality conversations. These are all great personal characteristics that we can all be developing as we advance through our life grades. Consider how the person you are today compares to who you were one year ago. I had an awesome opportunity to have lunch with a very famous writer named Benjamin Hardy recently. And he quoted a uh, British philosopher who said, anyone who isn't embarrassed by who they were a year ago hasn't learned enough. Now, that might be a little extreme, but I think you get the point, right? Are you learning and growing? Are you taking responsibility for your own skill level? That's change number one, understanding that you are responsible for your own life. And that means all the elements, your skills, your success, and your happiness. Now, here's change number two. Believe in the power of you. Believe in the power of you. You know, again, this is one that probably a lot of you hear and think, you know, well, I I believe in myself. But the reality is that most people, we tend to distance ourselves from successful people. We tend to think that they're different somehow. The reality is that most successful people got to where they are by taking responsibility, believing in themselves taking action, working on their craft, all the things I'll talk about in this podcast, all the things that anyone can do. One of the great lessons of this podcast has been looking at all of the successful people who have been featured here. You think about success stories like Hal Elrod and Lloyd Reagan and Lauren Gibbs and Tasha Saran, Brandon Brown, all of these people experienced adversities and challenges, believed in themselves, took massive action toward their goals, worked on their craft, and all got to where they wanted to be. They're all just like you and I. It's crucial that you realize that. One thing I would do that I think is really important is is this. Look back on your greatest moments. Look back on the times when you achieved something great, times in your life where you were brave or you broke through fear or doubt. You know, we all have these moments. And think about what are some of yours? And then think about what strengths did you bring to these moments? I would even encourage you to pause the podcast right now and give some thought to those questions I just posed. What are some of your greatest moments? What are the times where you were brave, you were bold, you broke through fear or doubt to achieve something great? And what strengths did you bring to these moments? It's important to make an assessment of all the great traits that you have to bring to your 2020 visions. And I think that you'll find that your your potential is vast when you understand all the strengths that you have to bring to your visions. But it's a first necessary step is to believe in the power of you. Like a spider who's spinning a web, 
we create most of our world from the inside out. It's not the other way around. It's not external experiences that determine how we feel about who we are and that determine our realities and our achievements. It, it really does start from the inside out. And unfortunately, what most people tend to do is associate themselves with their mistakes. And one of the reasons why that's so prevalent is because it's oftentimes our mistakes that are pointed out when we're young, right? When I was little, my parents expected me to do well and succeed and, you know, do really well at school. And when things went well, nothing really was said because, well, that was how it was supposed to be. But as soon as something went wrong, right, that was clearly mentioned. I was the kind of kid, if I brought home a report card with all A's and one B, you know, my dad would say, well, what happened in that class? Right out of the gate. And so it's natural for us to learn to associate ourselves with mistakes and deficiencies. But what's important is to attempt to spin that around by constantly reminding ourselves of what are the strengths that we have? What makes you who you are? What makes you great? And by looking back on your achievements, you can remind yourself of those moments when you did great things and what were the strengths that you brought to those moments. So again, take some time to make sure you've done that. I once heard a speaker at a Vector meeting say, if you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. And that was a really profound quote that really stuck with me. The reality is that we never outgrow the limits that we set. We only set new ones within which we must live. And our worlds become smaller and smaller and smaller. Our capacity becomes less. Our expectations dwindle. And that's how many people live, right? Probably not people listening to a podcast like this. You're, the very fact that you're listening to this indicates that you're looking for something greater. John Maxwell put it this way. He, he wrote, when we become conditioned to perceived truth and closed to new possibilities, the following happens. We see what we expect to see, not what we can see. We hear what we expect to hear, not what we can hear. And we think what we expect to think, not what we can think. That becomes our reality. Limits become our habits. I'm telling you, take a fresh look at this for the new year ahead. Evaluate your strengths. List small things that you can do or things that you can learn. Find a mentor who can help you and just begin moving forward towards all of the things that you want. Not looking back on, you know, what things you don't want, but really focusing on what it is that you want. And most of all, develop the belief in yourself by understanding that all successful people have gone through this same process to break through in their lives. And so believe in the power of you. That's the second change. The third change is to say yes more often. Say yes more often. So many people are predisposed to negative thinking. As soon as an opportunity comes up, they think of the challenges or the limitations and they hesitate to make decisions as opportunities pass by. And they'll say things like, oh, I don't have the time. Or they'll say, well, I don't know how to do that. Or what if I fail? Or they'll feel this overwhelming sense of fear that holds them back. The reality is we all learn to make time for what's most important to us. And the busier we are, the less we tend to waste time. 
So don't be afraid to add to your plate and take on new challenges and new opportunities. And if we don't know how to do something, we can hire someone to do it for us or we can learn how. But the key is getting started on it. This very podcast is a great example of it. I've thought of doing something like this for so long. And finally, my good friend John Kane really inspired me that it was time to start and I needed to do it. And I just decided that it was going to happen and I was going to get this off the ground and rolling. And so, you know, I, there were things I didn't really know how I would do, but I committed to starting and I learned some things and I've, you know, hired great people to be able to do other things. I've got Charlie Connolly, who's a, my podcast producer that helps put this together and does a lot of great work to help. And so I, I've, I've, you know, recruited some help or paid for some help in some cases, but also I've learned how to do it. But I wasn't afraid to just get started and do it. So what can you commit to starting to today? So many people fear failure as a reason why they don't try new things and why they don't say yes more often. What I think is really important is to reframe failure for what it really is, which is truly, it is a part of the learning process. You simply cannot get to where you want to be without experiencing some degree of failure along the way. If any of you seen have seen the incredible movie Free Solo, uh, it's the story of Alex Honnold um, climbing El Capitan in Yosemite, free soloing El Capitan in Yosemite. And free soloing means no one helping, no ropes. Now, most people would probably think that was pretty crazy, and it probably is. Uh, but the reality is that he had practiced so much and learned so much about that wall that he got to the point where he knew he could do it without any help, without any ropes. Many times in the process of practicing, he fell. Now, as he was practicing, he had ropes, and he was able to you know, get caught by those ropes when he fell. But he learned you know, many things that wouldn't work. And he also reinforced all the things that would work throughout that process. There was lots of failure that happened along the way of being able to take on such an extreme and incredible challenge. So often with our fears, what happens is after we have worked through them, we realize that what we once feared either wasn't so bad or in a lot of cases, it didn't even exist. But the more we hold on to our fears, the more they become like self-fulfilling prophecies in our lives. There's an old legend that's told, and it may be folklore, but it's about a rail yard worker. And he was a good guy, but he was very cynical, and he always feared the worst. He had this negative mindset. Well, one day he was accidentally locked in a refrigerator boxcar that was in the rail yard for some repairs. And he banged on the walls, but no one heard him. And he couldn't get out. He tried desperately to get out, but he died in the car. After he was found, there was an autopsy performed, and the autopsy revealed that every physical sign in his body indicated that he had frozen to death. But the irony was that the refrigeration unit on the boxcar was inoperative. And while it was cold outside, the temperature never dropped to be low enough for him to freeze to death. But his fear became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, whether that story is true or that story is folklore, there are a lot of people out there who are like that character in the story. 
In fact, we all know them. These are people who see obstacles, while you and I, we see the potential that's beyond the obstacles. Negative people feel limited. We believe that anything is possible. Others, they stay in place, comfortable, but never fulfilled. We, of course, move forward, stumbling at times, but enjoying the journey. And others, they quit at the sign of the first small roadblock, but not you and I, right? We see challenges as a part of the path to success. And as, as a result, we are willing to say yes more often. And we experience so much more joy, so much more fulfillment, and so much more fun. So say yes more often. Now, the last change that I want to offer to you is a change in the process of setting your New Year's resolutions. So as I said earlier, for most people, the spirit with which their resolutions are made doesn't survive beyond the first few challenges. What we all need are constant reminders of the resolve that we had when we had made those resolutions in the first place. Now, in the book, The Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod shares the importance of daily affirmations and why these can be a powerful tool to help maintain the spirit with which we set some of our goals. And I would encourage you to review those ideas and think about how you could construct your own affirmations. But here's another more simple way to implement this concept that I'll share with you today. And it's called the five words. So in addition to creating some standard resolutions or commitments or goals for the coming year, these are all things everybody should do. But in addition to that, choose five words that will be meaningful to you in the year ahead. Five words that will create a foundation for what you want in your life. So some examples from people I have coached on this concept would include the word growth, which could signify your commitment to learning, or it could signify your commitment to increasing results in your business. Another word might be positivity to signify your desire to live more happily, or maybe it's composure to remind you to maintain composure under stressful situations more often. Another word might be love to signify the importance of a new love in your life or habits to remind you uh, of the key habits you're developing. Uh, maybe it's the word energy to remind you to bring energy to your daily tasks or presence, perhaps. Uh, maybe it's the word discipline to remind you to make the tough choices in the moment. Other words you could choose might be integrity or balance or health, faith, sharing, contribution, presence, appreciation, or something that has a private meaning to you. Post your five words in places where you'll see them often. Somewhere else, I would encourage you to further develop the specific meaning of the five words in your life and read those reminders every day. Read the reminders of what your five words represent and, and have the five words visible where you'll see them on a regular basis every single day. If you focus on truly living in accordance with your five words, you will inevitably achieve a lot of the specific goals that are associated with them. So 
Remember first to take responsibility for your skills, for your results, for your happiness, for your life. Believe in the power of you. Revisit your best moments and evaluate the strengths you brought to those moments. Make a list of all the small actions you can take in the short term that are going to begin moving you toward what you want and surround yourself with others who are going to help you on your journey. Of course, say yes more often. See the potential that you have, not the roadblocks and move forward with your opportunities. Some of them will fail, but many of them will succeed. Make sure that one year from now, you can look back and see how you've evolved as a person because the essence of life is growth. And remember that whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. If you click on the deals link on our podcast page, you'll see some tremendous offers from our podcast sponsors. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.